Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode here of the Gold Coast Titans Frontline Podcast. Now, this is uh, this is a bit of a different one. Usually, we bring you guys a new episode every single Wednesday. We had the uh, genuine preview of the Broncos game upcoming come out yesterday. So if you haven't gone and had a look at that one yet, then definitely go and listen in, whether you're on Spotify or Apple or YouTube. We appreciate you guys. This is actually an emergency podcast. We've had to film this one very, very quickly. This is going to be more of an off-the-cuff kind of uh, podcast to talk about, unfortunately, the loss of Justin Holbrook, who is the coach of the Gold Coast Titans, or was the coach of the Gold Coast Titans. We're going to be talking today about uh, Des Hasler being named as a new coach as well, what it means in the meantime. We've got a couple of questions from you guys. Obviously, my name, Blaze from BK Sport. I'm here with Clarky's Rugby League column. How are we doing, man? Uh, confused. Really confused at what's happened here. Um, disappointed. Not so much disappointed in maybe what's happened, but just for Justin. Um, I've, you know, I'm always really passionate about our coaches and our players and everyone, and it's always sad to see us part ways with a coach or, or a player. So, yeah, I'm a little confused, a little hurt, um, mainly confused though, around the decision itself and the timing. Um, and I just feel like I can't find enough online that sort of justifies why we've gone down this route. Our club statement was very vague. I don't know who's going to be taking over for the rest of the year. I don't know where this leaves our season. So, yeah, man, I'm a, I'm a mixed bag of emotions at the moment. Yeah, look, I think that that's what we need to record this podcast for right now is because pretty much everyone is feeling the same way as you do, whether it's disappointment or excitement or a mix of both. When it first dropped and the news dropped this morning that Justin Holbrook had parted ways with the club and that mutually terminated the contract there, it really was a, a big thing for me to see. I, I didn't really expect it. Like, I knew that... Due to the way the season's been unfolding and what's been happening over the last couple of years and whatnot, I knew that there was always that kind of on the brink of seeing what was available to us as an option as a coach. And I, I knew that Justin Holbrook's uh, job wasn't exactly 100% safe there, but I didn't expect it to come right now. I think that obviously we, we beat the Tigers a couple of weeks ago. We've had the bye there. You know, there's been... Uh, a mixed bag throughout this season. But again, we are still ninth. So I didn't have any kind of... Like, it's really thrown me completely. It's thrown me completely. And, you know, I know a lot of people out there are uh, are thinking this too when they're just wondering, well, what's going on here? And and maybe for people to have a bit of a discussion regarding the positives of it, because there definitely are positives, guys. you got to look at it and think that, okay, well... People have been saying, and again, this is a, a general fan con, like consumption here, but a lot of people have been saying, let's go and get a new coach who weren't a big fan of Holbrook. And then there are other people who are like, oh, even though they, I am a fan of Holbrook, maybe it is a positive because you know we need someone who's a hard-nosed coach. We need someone who's going to really get it into him, which wasn't what Justin Holbrook's style was. And you know, Justin Holbrook had his positives for sure. You know, so there, there definitely is positives, and there is negatives too. You know, we we are in ninth right now. We play the Brisbane Broncos this Sunday. You know, we we are going to Suncorp Stadium, and one of the biggest games of the season for us. You know, we need to do well. Obviously, Origins just happened. We're we're firing up as Queenslanders. If you're in New South Wales, I'm sorry, but you know, we're firing up as Queenslanders right now, going into that game and. 
it's a big one for our season to really maintain alongside the the rest of them. But, you know, this is really just throwing it completely out of whack now. You know, who's going to be our coach going forward for the rest of this season before Des Hasler comes in 2024, which does need to be stated. The email from Steve Mitchell, our CEO, this morning did state that it was Des from 2024. Uh, so, yeah, look, obviously, we'll um, we'll discuss a lot of that today. But, look, Kaki, you know, you did say just then that you're, you're disappointed and, and confused. Do you see this as... Do you see this as a complete negative? Like, do you do you have any? What what is your overall thoughts and and feelings surrounding the loss of Justin Holbrook? I think short term negative, long term a lot of potential there with Des. Uh, if you compare both coaches on paper, what they've achieved in the game, recent records, then yeah, Des Hasler is the better coach, and that's just going off stats. There's no opinion in that from myself at all. But I just think short term. I think Justin deserved the chance this year to see out this season. We currently sit ninth where we, we, I thought we were a big chance to play finals. I'm hard to be realistic. I don't think that's as likely now without someone like Holbrook there, who's guided teams to premierships before in the super league. So yeah, I think just looking at it just purely statistically plays then yeah, long-term we're set up better with Des Hasler, but short-term there's still that current hurt right now for Justin and concern for our season as it currently stands. Yeah, like I I, I know Justin from my uh, involvement around the club and going to trainings and with the, the content that I produce and whatnot. I, I, I know Justin quite well throughout the rugby league club. And, you know, we've we, we gotten to a point where, you know, we actually, the, the last thing that this is a, a, a moment that I really, I savoured, it was a really nice moment between myself and Justin. So at the end of games, I'll go out the back of the stadium to talk to the boys. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll get them for interviews and whatnot and we'll have a chat. And I saw Justin Hobbit was walking back and, you know, I, I yelled over at Justin. And I said, mate, I'm happy for you. You know, I'm really happy for you with the win against the Tigers. You know, we really needed it. And he yelled back at me saying, you know, uh, I'm happy for you. And we had this really, and I said, we can be happy together. And although it may not seem a lot to other people, Justin was a genuinely nice guy. Like he really did care about this club and wanted this club to succeed. There is no doubt in my mind at any stage that Justin didn't provide his best at every opportunity to try and make this club a successful club. I love Justin, you know, and and yeah, look, it does... It does suck uh, to know that Justin Holbrook is not going to be around this club anymore. But, you know, you also... Now we do have to start thinking about moving on. And we do have to start believing in the new coach. And, and we have to trust in our organization. And although... It will hurt for a little bit. And as you said, you know, it's going to be really tough to make the finals now considering that we just have lost our coach midway through the season ahead of the Broncos game. We've got a big, important stretch coming up. You know, we're really hoping to aim for that end of season stretch of home games as we spoke about in the podcast yesterday. You know, it is an incredibly tough time, but we do still have to to start looking at the positives now. And we really do, from myself and Clarky, I, I believe we can, I can speak on behalf of the both of us here, we do appreciate Justin for what he did provide this club. And uh, we wish nothing but the best for him and his family going forward. Uh, and that's the main thing. You know, there's no, you know, hatred. There's no disappointment. There's no, uh, you know, just we're not thinking about the negatives. We're just really appreciating what you did try to provide for our club. Because I will say another thing that I want to get your thoughts on. Justin did actually do a good job in regards to, you know, developing the the youth around the club, you know, really reinstating a lot more of the structure around the club, whether on-field performances or not. He did do a lot of stuff off the field alongside the likes of Steve Mitchell and, all, and Dennis Watt and all that to really benefit this club as a whole. Would you agree with that? 
Absolutely. Justin has left this club in a better place than when he first came here. And I, I think every Titans fan needs to acknowledge that and remember that as we do move into this next era, which we all hope and believe will be successful. And yeah, just to be really clear, I, I used the words disappointed at the start. That's on a personal level for Justin Holbrook, not on a professional level. I do trust the decision makers at club. And I think that long-term they have made the right decision here, but short-term, I just can't help it have that disappointment for Justin. Just looking at our finishes. So he joined us in 2020. We finished ninth. We had uh, nine wins, 11 losses. And that was that season where I believe we um, we've really, we won the last five or six games, was it? And we were right. And it was a verge. shortened season. It was, I think it was four or five games short of a regular yeah. season due to, to the COVID impact. Yeah. And that, that was unfortunate for us because the momentum we had, I thought we would have played finals under Justin. We did play finals the next year with a 10 and 14 record. We came in at eighth there. Um, we were knocked out in the qualifying round against the Roosters. Just the only real criticism I suppose you could give there is we did make the finals with one of the worst records of all time. So we were kind of lucky with other ladder positions. But hey, we made the finals. That's all that ultimately matters in the history books. And then last year, we finished 13th with a 6-18 and 18 record. It just didn't work out for us at all. We were, we were just weren't at our best in anything we did last year. Um, this year, I believe we're currently 6-7. and seven. Justin Holbrook's overall time at the Titans, a 37% win rate. If we go and look at Des Hasler, his first in at Manly was 04 to 2011, a 59% win rate. He was with the Doggies, 2012 to 2017, with a 57% win rate. And he was at Manly, 2019 to 2022, with a 49% win rate. Of course, it is important to note, a lot of those games were actually without Tom Trevojevic. And we know Manly statistically only win 33% of games without him. So that would have hurt those figures there. And just ladder finishes, we'll compare 2020. Um, that's when Holbrook joined us. So in 2020, Hasler had the Seagulls in 13th with a 7-13 and 13 record. In 2021, they finished 4th, went to a preliminary final. Their record was 16-8. and eight. And in his final season, 2022, where he was sacked, he finished 11th with a 9-15 and 15 record. Again, though, I've got to mention that was, of course, with Tom Trevojevic out for a lot of the year. Um, so, yeah, I think long-term, you have to look at those stats and think this probably is the right decision by the club moving forward. I'm sure we'll get a little bit more in the future. Right now, we don't quite know how they're thinking or, or why they've made that decision. And as fans, we just want to know. We're not entitled to that information. Um, the decision-makers decision are ultimately the ones that have to wear the consequences if it goes wrong or, or the praise if it goes right. Um, but I, yeah, as a fan, I, I'm just burning inside to get that extra layer of information. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, of, of course. You know, it's the first thing that comes to your mind. You just want to know everything. You want to know what the, the, the meeting was like with the board, with Steve, with Dennis, with, with everyone at the club and just understanding the thought process behind it because then it will give us a better idea for what we're doing going forward, you know. And, uh, you know, the club will do its best to, to portray though what their vision is and what they believe for the future. Uh, but, yeah, we aren't entitled to it. We, we, we would love to, we'd love to know, but we aren't entitled to it. I will say as well, though, just before we do, this will be the last thing we say about Justin, uh, is that 2020, we did get the spoon. And then 2020, uh, sorry, 2019, we received the spoon. 2020, we then came in, and I believe 100% we make the finals on a regular season there. Like if it's the regular uh, amount of games, because we didn't win those five games straight to end the season and just missed out to the Sharks there. 
and then obviously in 2021, we had that good year. I know that the record wasn't great. We did still make the finals and we were one pass away from getting into that second week of the finals, right? That's just a fact. We were one pass away because we all know the, the scenario of that. And then unfortunately, we went too young in the spine last year. We went too young and thought we could just really, you know, keep this momentum up and, and push it through with this young spine and it didn't work. And, and this year has been a really mixed bag too. So yeah, again, uh, I, I do think that as much as I love Justin, you know, I do think that it was in the best interest of the club going forward to look at a premiership winner in in the likes of Des Hasler. You know, it's we've never had a coach before who has won a premiership at the NRL level. So it means that he knows what it does take. Whether he, he gets there as frequently as people would like or not, Des Hasler has won a premiership before. You know, so look, I'm I am excited to see what Des does bring to this club. Obviously, though, we do have to reiterate for the next, you know, few months, for the rest of this season, it will be Jimmy Lenahan who has come to the club. Do you know much about Jimmy Lenahan and what do you believe in Jimmy? So is Jimmy taking over as head coach? I think, I believe for the rest of this year, yes. Okay. I don't think it's been, I haven't seen anything officially online yet, but I wondered if it, if it would have been Brett White. Given well, his head there is that shout, yeah. Club. So it could be Brett as well. I'm not, I'm not entirely... Um, not entirely sure, but that was one of the questions I had for you, who coaches for the rest of this year. My gut feeling says Brett White, mm. um, just because he was the key assistant there at the Raiders. Um, and, you know, we saw what he was able to do, get him to the grand final. And not only that, but mainly he was headhunted. The club really did want him. So that does loom with a great opportunity for him there. Um, I guess the other thing is people, I just want to get this out of the way. Sorry, players. I think people will be wanting us to speculate a little bit in this, where the players involved, how much did Tino have a decision as a captain? We could do that. We're not going to do it. We want to keep the podcast clean and respectful to everyone involved. And we just simply don't know. So we'd be speculating and guessing. Um, so just wanted to get that out there. If anyone's um, wondering why we haven't gone down that route yet, we're not. Um, so yeah, who coaches for the rest of this year? You think it's Jimmy? No, look, I think that you make a good point there with Brett. There hasn't been an official confirmation, I don't believe. I know that there was an email from Steve Mitchell this morning uh, through uh, for, for members and whatnot. I believe that it just said that Des Hasler 2024, so I guess that is open to you know speculation. Yeah, just quickly double-checking for the time being. But it's, it, it'd either be Jimmy Lennon or, or Brett White. You know, I wouldn't... I wouldn't be complaining too much with with either. Maybe, you know, yeah, look, again, I, I, I wouldn't be too complaining with, with either there. But again, just need to say, like, the, I think with me, the only thing that c would somewhat concern me in regards to Dez is not actually because of, it's not really because of his record at Manly or or anything like that. It's actually with the fact that I just believe he's a manly boy. You know, I've always thought of him as that real manly first and just loves manly seagulls and, and all that. And I, I thought that, you know, although I've been mentioning that this is definitely a, a possibility considering that we were looking for a hard-nosed coach going forward, you know, I, I, I always, I do still have that slight kind of in the back of my mind thinking, is he going to be all for this club? And, you know, I have to back it, I have to trust it, and I have to know uh, that it, it is going to be that way. And, and Des does care about bringing success to the Gold Coast and, and providing, you know, a, a premiership for the Gold Coast, which the club has promised, mind you. They have gone out of their way to promise by 2030 that I believe it was two premierships. So th they're putting the steps in motion to bring in a guy who has done it before. And we just have to trust that he's going to go all out to really prove himself, show Manly what they're missing, that obviously he got let go from Manly. 
and come in and utilize a team that has such good electric pace, such good electric attack, and then maybe just bring a bit more defense in there alongside the likes of Brett White and really push forward going forward. I don't know. I just, yeah, I, I, I'm excited, but I do also have my, my slight concern about that factor there. Would you agree with that? And also, did you find out what you were looking for? Yeah, I had a look there. The official statement from our CEO, Steve Mitchell, didn't confirm who is going to take over as interim head coach just yet. And I completely agree with you. I put Des Hasler in that Jeff Tuvey basket where they just seem like they're manly through and through. And so if... But while you were talking there, I did look this up because I started to think, you know, he needs to be coming for more than just a paycheck. That's that, that's obvious in anything you do for work, right? And so in 2011, the Bulldogs finished ninth. And his first season there in 2012, he had them first and runners-up in the grand final there. He then had them as sixth, seventh, fifth, seventh. Um, and then in his final season at the club in 2017, they finished 11th. So it's, it's really good when you think about it. Like there's only one season there when he took over a new club that was on the verge of being a final side the previous year. And he had them consistently in the finals from that point. So I wonder if the clubs had a look at that and thought, yeah, okay, we've got something here in Des. My biggest concern that I want to go to next is, how does this affect our pursuit of Ben Hunt? We, mm. as Titans fans, we all know what Ben Hunt's capable of. We know he's a 300 game veteran that's won World Cups, won premierships. Our club would be a better place with Ben, as would any club in the league. Let's be realistic. We're not breaking any you know significant news there. So, does this help? Does it affect? Does it not change things? Do you see this as a positive, negative, or in any light? Well, look, the. Uh, I, I... I think Ben Hunt is, well, he's already come out basically and, and clarified a lot of the rumors that were circulating. The media just went wild saying roosters and tigers and bulldogs and all this. Ben Hunt's came out and said, I'm going back to Queensland. You know, that's that's what he said there. And, you know, I don't believe the Dragons would release him to another Sydney club anyway, because that would be really pointless to the point that was made, that was being apparently made by Ben and his manager that he wants to go back to Queensland. Why would he then stay and go to a rival club in the same local area? Wouldn't make any sense. So yeah, I, I feel like the only opportunity for Ben is to go back home now. You look and, and Wayne Bennett can be quite the, the the subtle approach. He can also, he can always make out in the media that he doesn't want a player, but it could be completely on the opposite underneath. And also, he's not going to be the coach for too much longer because you do have um, Christian Wolf coming through. You know, the Broncos have actually openly admitted interest in it through Kevin Walters. They've said, look, if his contract is is dealt with, then we're happy to, you know, put our name into the ring. I don't think the Cowboys have any interest, to be completely honest with you. Um, and, and then with the Titans have been very open and pushing the fact that they have been uh, willing to bring in Hunt since last year. So we've been a team that has really made it known that we want him. And I believe that, obviously, Ben Hunt, he wants to go and win a premiership. It's, there's there's no doubts about that. Now, look, if we're going to be completely honest here, the Broncos look like they are the closest to a premiership out of the three teams that I've mentioned there. They look like they obviously... Um, will their first place right now they look really good and, and Ben Hunt would really be an answer to them however you know the Titans have really built this going forward and, and they're not that far away we all know that they're this close to actually being a genuinely competitive team you add the likes in of Des Hasler who has that proven track record and you get Ben Hunt there you've got Dave Fafita Tina Fatsu Malawi you know you've got all these guys AJ Brimson Kieran Foran's there as well um, you know there's just there's so much talent here at this club and I think that with the likes of Des being there, it really actually will, will help 
uh, Ben Hunt to uh, to really you know shine. So I think that yeah, look, I think Ben Hunt will still want to come. He still wants to go to Queensland. The Gold Coast is an absolutely beautiful place, and we know what kind of man Ben Hunt is, and we need a player like that because he's willing to go out there tomorrow, Friday for the Dragons against the Warriors, knowing the reception he's going to get from the Dragons fans. He knows what he's going to get. He's going to get absolutely slaughtered by their fans, but he's still willing to go out there and honor that part of his contract until he's able to get out of there. So look, as much as some people may dislike Ben Hunt, absolutely, I still believe he will come. I believe the Titans have what it takes to, to offer him what he wants in regards to living in Queensland and also potentially winning a premiership in the near future. And I think Des Hasler will be a, a really good uh, a really good welcoming for, for Ben. Yeah, I completely agree with that because I don't think that fundamentally this shifts why Ben Hunt was looking to join the Titans. Um, if anything, it, it might even brighten a little bit. He might see the, the roadmap looking a little bit clearer moving forward with a coach re-signed and locked in for a certain thing. The other thing I wanted to quickly touch on is some Manly players that Des Hasler could potentially target. Um, Josh Schuster comes front of mind. He's currently off contract. And <laughs> at the start of this year, Des Hasler would actually wake up with him every morning at like 4 or 5 a.m. and uh, ride a bike behind him while he was running. And yeah. Josh Schuster really does love Des Hasler. The other one is the Fayunu boys from Manly. Um, Latu Fayunu is rated as like literally one of the best five eights coming through. Um, he was very close to Des, as were the Travojevic brothers. I think that's probably a bridge too far, but especially the young Polynesian players that are out there in Manly, like the likes of a Homoli Olukawatu, um, et cetera. Of course, all depending with contracts, but there are a few players that I could potentially see, obviously speculating a little bit, but I could see Des, you know, thinking maybe these guys will be interested in coming across to the club. So we do have an opportunity, if Des wants to, to reshape our roster moving forward, I believe as well. That would be uh, just, course, just just quickly on that. That would be quite funny in regards to Josh Schuster, because obviously I had my thing last year with him at the Manly vs. Titans game. We're, we're good now. We're, we're, we, we, <laughs> we have a good laugh about it now. Uh, but obviously I get into the players on the sideline uh, at Seabus Super Stadium from the front line, and I really get into them, and I try to get into their heads. And with Josh, I didn't. He openly admits this too, and he made a few mistakes there at that game against the Titans there. Now, uh, you know, for him to come to the Gold Coast, that'd be just so funny, man. <laughs> that'd be just be so funny. Now, he's a, he's a good bloke, obviously. Obviously, um, you know, he's, he's trying really hard to, to you know, I guess, like fix himself and, and, and put himself with his best foot forward. Um, so, you know, look, yeah, there's, there's options like that there. But in the same sense, that is pure speculation. You know, that's just a bit of a funny story there. And we, we would have no idea of the types of players that uh, that Desi would, would try to bring across. I'm already, look, I'm already calling him Desi at the club now. Uh, but yeah, look, there's, there's not a great deal of... You know, players across the Titans that you can say, look, don't deserve to be there. And then you look at Hamali Olukawatu, like you said, and we, we've got Bowie Furman to come back and Davey Fafita. You know, we've got a pretty bolstering yeah. back row. With, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, uh, look, pure speculation again, but it's interesting to think about the players that he could look to bring across from Manly for sure. It is, and I love our current roster. And yeah, just to be clear, I'm not starting any rumors or anything. Just super interesting to see if he does decide to reshape our roster because I would almost prefer if he didn't. I'm really happy with where we're at, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, of course, we want to hear the community's perspective on this. And we did put up a quick Q&A. Um, didn't get as many responses as we would have liked as a lot of people are still at work at the time we're recording this anyway. Oh, there is um, a lot. There is a lot of, there's a lot of ones there, but they're all very similar. Uh, so that's yeah. the, the ones we've got here are pretty much... Uh, everyone's combined into three because, again, 
everyone is just kind of bombarding with very repetitive stuff. And that's nothing against anybody. It's just that everyone has the same questions and same viewpoints that want to be answered, right? So yeah, it, we, we have, <laughs> it's actually, we're still getting messages on that post. Uh, but again, yeah, it is very similar stuff. So um, take it away. Yeah, definitely. Everyone seems to have the same doubts or same inquiries regarding this. For what it's worth, we did start recording this podcast just just before 1.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time on Thursday, the 22nd of June. So if anyone's listening to this maybe a few days later, that's how fresh we're literally talking. The news came yeah. out a couple of hours ago. So first question here comes from Chris Thomas. No, not that Chris Thomas. <laughs> what our listeners think when you hear that name in the footy community. But he says... How do we evaluate the Holbrook era? I thought he did a good job reshaping the roster to be local Southeast Queensland juniors, but failed to get the wins on the field. His biggest failure was letting Jamal Fogarty go. If I can answer this one first, BK, I'm going to start with um, how do I evaluate it? Good. He left the club in a better place. And that's the most important thing. Would we have liked to have played finals more consistently? Sure. Would we have loved to have won a premiership? Sure. But are those realistic goals with where we were at? When he joined the club, coming off a wooden spoon, probably not. Um, I thought he did a good job in reshaping the roster to uh, with our Southeast Queensland juniors. Chris says, completely agree, mate. Let's not hide the facts. We now have got we now have Marsden, Kebra, uh, PBC, and Coombabar all under. And those those or well, I grew up on the Gold Coast region playing, and those were like the most feared schools. You did not want to come up against, and some great talents have come from those schools. Love it, but That's failed cool. to get the wins on the field. Yeah, that's probably that's probably fair. I mean, looking at it, he has uh, 81 games for us, only winning 30 of those. That that's that's just the stats. There. I'm not going to argue with that. And then Chris says his biggest failure was letting Jamal Fogarty go. Now, I I still to this day don't know what's going on here. People that I talked to within the club say he wanted to go. Absolutely, he was unhappy that Sexton was the the uh, preferred choice moving forward. And then I hear Fogarty say that the club sat him down and said, "You'll be in reserve grade. You're not with us anymore. We don't care." So I, I don't know what I don't know what to believe or what's actually gone on there. But it's another Ben Hunt situation. If a player doesn't want to be with us, we don't want that player. Thank yeah. you for everything you did for us, Jamal Fogarty. But best of luck in Canberra. We don't care. We want people wearing that Titans jersey that are passionate about it and that want to be there. And so, Chris, I love your question. I love everything you said except that last part. I don't think that was a failure in Holbrook's in Holbrook at all. I love it. I love that culture. You don't want to be here. Catch you later. Simple as that. We need that passion on the Gold Coast players if we're going to you know, be where we want to be as a footy club. How do you sum up Chris's question, though? Yeah, 100%. As I briefly touched on before uh, in regards to Holbrook's tenure, in regards to the Southeast Queensland and, and the youth and the development and whatnot, I think that's been fantastic. And I think that we will look back in a few years' time and realize that Holbrook was a necessity. I don't think that we'll look back at Holbrook like we have as certain other coaches you know, that haven't really done the job for us. And I don't think that we'll look back with a negative mindset. I think that overall, yes, obviously results haven't really gone to plan, but we'll look back and think, Holbrook did a great job to develop this team and take it from that spoon team of 2019 and he's taken it as far as he, as he can, right? So I, I think that now you bring in that that proven coach in, in Desi Hasler and, and hopefully he's able to really, yeah, uh, contribute to this team and, and win us that premiership that we, we have promised the fans and that we are so desperate and desire, right? So look, I think Justin Holbrook in regards to that, fantastic. I'm not going to speak too much on the Jamal Fogarty uh, situation because... Yeah, I, I know a lot about that situation, uh, and I'm not going to go too deep into it. But the point of the matter is, is that as Clarkie said, if you don't want to play for this club, don't pay for the, play for this club. Like I'll simply say this right now. I say this all the time on my Instagram. I say this all the time on my socials, all everywhere. 
if you don't want to play for this club, I'm not going to defend you because you're, you, if you're going to play for this club and, and blood, sweat, and tears are going to go into trying to get us to win, I'll defend you to the bone, man. I'll support you every second of the way. But I don't want to be going to every single game and watching players just kind of kick it around and, and, and have a bit of a laugh and, you know, not take it seriously. You know, I can tell you guys in this team right now, Tino cares, AJ cares, Tanner cares. You know, all these guys, they really have so much care factor for the wins and losses because it ultimately translates to the community. So yeah, not going to talk too much about that situation there. Uh, there's always three sides to every story. This His side, uh, their side, and the truth. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, if you don't want to play with this club, I don't care. Feel free to go elsewhere because I know that there are guys here that are willing to put in for the success of our community. So yeah, was there anything else that I missed there from that question? No, you, you nailed it. And to Chris, that was a great question, mate. Sounds mm. like we both agree with the majority of it. Just that last part. And, and yeah, man, even you speaking there, like that, I was about to swear, that got me really fired up, man. Like this here, this isn't just a logo. This is this is something else. This is the Gold Coast. You don't, yeah, let's, we'll, we'll move on to um, next question <laughs> from Charlie Somerville. He says, and this kind of feeds into what you were saying as well. He said, do you boys think this was always a part of the plan? Bringing in a coach who can build a fantastic team, Holbrook, and then getting a coach who's a premiership winner and has a little bit of dog in him. Great question, Charlie. Um, I'll let you go first with this one. I've got my thoughts, but I'll, I'll let you go first with this one. I think that it definitely was where there's smoke, there's fire. And not all the time will that be 100% certain, but where there's smoke, there's fire. So this has been a conversation that we've been having as fans for a little bit now, probably since the beginning of... 2021, when things started to go a little bit astray, and we thought, okay, you know what, we had, not 2021, 2022, where, you know, things started to go a little bit astray, and we were thinking, okay, what's going on here? Because we had confidence that we we're going to build on that 2021 season. So we've had questions about, you know, maybe a different coach. There's there's Madge out there who can go and just really, uh, you know, ravage the players in the locker rooms. Desi Hasler, well, we will rip a door off, man. I'm scared to see about Super Stadium right now because he'll rip a door off if the boys aren't getting the job done there. You know, we've, we've had all the... Shane Flanagan before he summoned the Dragons was also a shout there. So there has been smoke and now there is the, 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 the fire, obviously, that shows that we have actually made this selection. Now, for me... This is, again, just my personal like viewpoint from this and what could be the case, because again, this is all just assumptions and, and our best beliefs and what we can put forward, is that, look, Freddie Fittler at New South Wales was looking like if he didn't win this series this year for New South Wales, that they were going to be looking towards getting a new coach. Now, Freddie this year lost game one and then last night lost game two. Now, I'm not saying that this was done right this second, but I am saying that there's a potential that the Titans recognized that Des Hasler could be headhunted by New South Wales there and, and wanted him to be the, the next coach for New South Wales if Freddie didn't uh, fit the bill and they did lose, and which they did do and they got whooped last night, right? So it's, it's funny timing that in the middle of the season... Right after Origin 2 there, Des Hasler has been named as the coach going forward for the Gold Coast Titans, which then does now limit the fact, because New South Wales would have been open to it. You know, there are multiple coaches out there, but Des is a, is a real strong man who is, would be passionate for New South Wales and, and would probably get the done, job done there as well. So, yeah, look, I think, that, um, I think that the Titans had this planned. Uh, I don't think that they wanted to go through with it. I, I think that they would have, would have loved to have Justin Holbrook to be better than expected and go on to win us multiple premierships and win us a premiership. But obviously that didn't happen and they've been able to go through now and say, you know what? 
Let's go get this man who we believe can turn this locker room around, can get the results needed in the second half specifically, and has proven it before. So yeah, I just think that that's an interesting question to, to think about there. Would you agree? It's very interesting to think about. I think the men that lead our club in Steve Mitchell, Dennis Watt, etc., are smart enough to, and bold enough. You know, no other clubs have come out and said, this is our premiership goal. We're the only current one out of 17 that's come out and said, we will win two premierships by this year. No other club's done it. And I not by this really year. Bold. Two premierships by 2030. Just to, you, Sorry, yeah. by 2030. <laughs> We're not going to win two premierships be, this year. That would be quite difficult. Yes. <laughs> um, but no, but in all serious, like, you know, um, if you just look at it realistically, our goal is the premierships by 2030. How do we reverse engineer back from that? And at each boundary, um, being this boundary might be the end of 2023, it could be in three stages. I'm not sure exactly how it could be scheduled, but what do we need to be hitting? And if we aren't, how do we test and reevaluate? What do we need moving forward? And I certainly think that's at play. One thing I think is play is certainly a CBUS uh, insurance plan upgrade on the doors. Yep, Desi, exactly right. Take it easy on those <laughs> Another thought I had wow, while you were talking there is around the development of spine players under Des Hasler. Lachlan Croker was a backup 5'8 at the Raiders, and he turned him into a really good hooker at the moment. He's had some really great games. DCE speaks for himself. He's always played his career under him, and that's exciting for um, for Tanner at this stage. Um, Kieran Foran linking up with the man who's had the most success with across his career. Could we see Kieran Foran promoted to co-captain alongside Tino next year? Mm. Certainly think it's an option. And of course, we know the player Tom Travoy, which is exciting to think where AJ Brimson could get to, um, especially now that he's in and around that Maroons camp also. You know so, what I uh, want to yeah. just... Just quickly say here as well, in regards to uh, the you know management of what Steve and, and Dennis have done here, is that it was so quiet. Like This has been really impressive that they have held this so quiet where no journalist, blogger, nobody knew that this was coming until today. Like it, it's not, it's crazy that although there's whispers and whatnot, there was no significant rumors. Like usually you know like a week, two weeks, three weeks beforehand because the media gets a hold of it. I'm really impressed by the way the club was able to limit who, who knew, which is the, always the biggest problem. You have to limit who knows because otherwise the more people who know, obviously the more chance that there is to uh, for it to get out. And I think that it really has to be commended on on Steve and and Ezra, uh, who is our recruitment manager and whatnot, and even though it's more for players, but the fact of the matter is is that like all these people who would have known really impressed that it's been it's been kept under you know under the uh, the dugout realistically. Would you agree? completely agree the dragons could have taken a huge lesson in how they <laughs> managed it and you know the criticism i had of the dragons in how they handled um the sacking of their previous coach was it got to the point where it's like make the decision is he the man moving forward and if he's not have some conviction have a backbone and make the decision and so even though it's a little bit more emotional for me i suppose because it's my own club um in a way the titans preached what my only criticism was with the dragons um, and their handling of that situation. So, um, yeah, really great question there, Charlie. Really, really interesting insight there. And uh, we both seem to agree that, yeah, it definitely could have been a, a tactic from the club moving forward. Our next question came from Ty Shelford. He's a top contributor on the Facebook page. He says, do you boys think there will be much of a change in the team structure and style compared to our current team, i.e. a certain type of player or a difference in the way the bench is structured? If so, what do you reckon we will see? I don't think fundamentally we, should, we change too much, but I do think there's players that improve and go to new levels. I, I think Kieran Foran returns to his, mm. his best footy. Not that he's not playing good now, but... Did BK play best... under Has? Did, did BK yep. play under Desi? 
Yep, Brian Kelly absolutely played, played on a des there when he first went to the Seagulls. So, yeah, we could see BK back in our lineup consistently there at centre. Um, but I, I think it's, it's, it is a little bit too early to tell. But I'm just trying to think back now at how Manly used to play. And it was very much DCE steers the ship. Tom Kivojevic pops up where he wants, which is kind of what we're doing at the moment with Tanner and AJ and, and Jaden Campbell even more so when he's at fullback. So, no, they, they, you know, they didn't really play through the middle with a, a forward game. It was more so just Jake Trebojevic consistently defending in the middle, um, which we know we've got in our forwards there. They're always going to defend hard for us. So, no, nothing's jumping out at me right now. Nothing fundamentally will shift in the way we play from what I can see. But, I mean, there's still a whole preseason to come. So it's very, very premature for me to give a full answer on that. Any changes jumping out to you? I'm thinking this could be a real big benefit to Brimo. I feel like this could be a yeah. massive benefit to AJ Brimson here where Dez comes across from a Trebojevic-led system where he got the best out of Trebojevic in 2021. That was an and absolutely... Ruben and Ruben Garrick as well, you know? So let's have a look at Phil Sami there or, or, or Lafayette Khan Pereira or, you know, we don't know. Like, obviously, Dez could look, as we spoke about before, could look to bring in other players to really suit what he wants, and that's what coaches do. This whole 13 right now, this 17, is not going to be the same. It's just not. That's not how, how coaching works. Coaches will, unfortunately, not like certain players throughout this team, and he will go elsewhere, you know, and... Uh, it's just something, it's a tough pill to swallow. But the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, Dez is going to have to try and implement himself onto this team. And he's not going to do that by just sticking with the exact same, and it's a harsh truth, he's not going to do this by sticking with the exact same 17 that was signed under uh, Justin Holbrook or utilized under Justin Holbrook. So, you know, put your seatbelt on, folks, because over the next year, uh, we're going to be seeing a lot of, um, you know, rumors, we're going to be seeing a lot of, uh, you know, potential manly players, and we're going to be hearing about every man left, right, and center potentially signed with us under Dez, and, you know, you'll probably even hear some someone go out there and say, Tom will come, which is not going to be happening. I'm very, very happy with AJ Brimson. We've got too many fullbacks as it is, AJ Brimson, Keanu Kinney, and Jaden Campbell, so, you know, I think that, yeah, AJ Brimson can definitely... You know, he loves playing Brookfield too, AJ, but uh, he can definitely really uh, benefit from this signing of Dez that he can come and say, you know what, this is what worked here for Tommy. Obviously, stay by yourself, like stick by what you do and what's made you the quality player you are. But also, this is what Tommy did. And Tommy had that 2021 season that is up there with the Ben Barber of 2012 and Jared Hayne of 2009. So yeah, look, definitely, as you said, Kieran Forum, BK, uh, they've obviously played on underneath them before. And just overall, this this team, I feel like, can can benefit from the hard nose of, you know what, you're young, and I'm going to teach you guys that if you're slacking off, you're going to get slapped. You know, you, if, if you're slacking off, you're going to get, again, CBUS, get the insurance policy on the doors, for the love of God, get the insurance policy. Um, but yeah, and just to finish off with the, uh, the way that we play, I think that it won't be as attacking. I think that it will be a lot more balanced, which is exactly what we need. We don't want it to be so focused on the attack. And that's not a shot at Justin at all. That's not what I'm saying at all here. But I do feel like that experience will just really rain down on these players. And, uh, you know, maybe we, we, we do see a, a big game out of them this week against the Broncos to really prove to the likes of Des Hasler and, you know, Brett White or Jimmy Lenahan that they deserve their spot. Because again, when coaches come in, the player turnover is usually quite frequent. So these boys need to stand up this week. They need to prove themselves. And what better way to do it than against the team that is number one in the competition right now? Not only players, but coaches as well. Now, mm. when he was uh, sacked from Manly last year, 
their assistant coaches, Chad Randall and Michael, Michael Monaghan, who have been with him for a while, did leave the club themselves immediately. And so I, I certainly hope not because I'm really happy with our current assistants, but that is a possibility as well um, that he does look to make changes to the coaching department at our club, which, um, yeah, certainly I, I hope that's not the case. And hopefully the club's negotiated that with him, that, hey, we, we still believe in Jimmy and Brett White. You need to work with them. But um, only time will tell that one, I suppose. Absolutely. And um, yes, yeah, a great question there, Ty. Really great question as well. Our final question we've got for you guys is from Corey Gregory. He says, my question is, why didn't they give Holbrook until the end of the season? Holbrook said five years is the plan. It's been three and a half years. The players are supposed to have a good example of contracts and rules. Why do players need to obey them if club managements don't have to obey them? Great question there by Corey. Do you want to kick us off with that one? Yeah, look, I think that it's it's a tough one because that feels like a, a, an emotional. And I know Corey. Corey's a Titans fan from up there in Townsville. Uh, good bloke, man. You know, uh, unfortunate about New South Wales last night, though, Corsa. But, you know, he's, he's a good man up there in, in Townsville and gets around this team and supports us up there. But, you know, I, I do think this is a bit of an emotional reaction here. Uh, I think that we do need to lay uh, some some trust in, in the organization and, and what we have prepared for and what we are planning for. Uh, yeah, look, he's right in the sense that if we're going to get rid of a coach then how do the players feel like they've got job security and whatnot uh, but in the same sense it is also very different between coaching contracts and playing contracts very 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 different there um, usually with the playing contract it's actually as we've seen with Ben Hunt there's more power with the players than with the coaching contracts where there's there's a hundred percent more power with the organization so yeah look it's not a great precedent to set but also we know this is how rugby league works. We know this is how sport works. If you go and have a look at European football, the, the coaching and managerial turnover is ridiculous. You know, it's ridiculous. Jose Mourinho has been at Man United and Tottenham and <laughs> everywhere. This guy has been literally everywhere, right? And it's in a frequent basis. So I get the uh, frustration. I get the confusion surrounding it and the, the lack of precedent that they're setting for contracts and whatnot with the club. But I do, I trust in Steve Mitchell and Dan Swat. Yeah, I trust our club as well. I think, uh, well, I had a look there while you were talking. He it, Zero Tackle says he was only contracted until the end of this year. So fair enough if it might have been a five-year plan in Holbrook's mind, but a contract is a contract and it didn't say a, a five-year plan for him. That's confusing to me because I swear he was contracted till the end of next year. You know, and, and conversations that I've had like have, have led me to believe that it was to the end of next year. So maybe Zero Tackle's right and the conversations that I've had with other people were incorrect. Um, yeah, exactly right. It, it could be vice versa, but uh, I, th I feel like I was told 2020, at the end of 2024, mm. but apparently it might have been at the end of this year. I'm not too sure. Yeah, and even if it was earlier, that's still only a four-year plan. It doesn't quite hit the five-year um, plan that Corey mentions there. But I, I just go to the Dragons, and I go to the Anthony Griffin situation. They had a really good idea at the end of last season that he was not the man moving forward for them. They had a really, really good idea of that, but they didn't they did make the call. They stuck into this season, and they've ruined their season with it. Um, you know, We don't want that to happen. It, it could happen. But we, we've made the call here and we need to stick with that call. And ultimately, that's that's what it comes down to. Um, and for the Dragons, like it was literally just luck that Shane Flanagan was interested in that job at that point. Because the man they actually wanted was Jason Riles. And how the Dragons managed their whole coaching situation was really, really poor compared to us. And so I do make the point, Corey, that it's there's never an easy way to sack your coach. There's never a clean breakup, if you will. There's always complexities and um in a perfect world it's as simple as this if justin had a few more wins on the board 
then you probably would have had an opportunity at that five-year plan. The club's chosen to go in a different direction. So um, it, it's still really raw. It's still really tough to digest what's occurred today. Uh, but I think that's 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 how I make best sense of it at this stage. But um, I, I guess to, to wrap up the show, BKR, I just want to say, first of all, to Justin Holbrook, and I'll give you a chance after this, of course, as well. Um, but my message to you, Justin, is just thank you so much for everything you've done for our club. Um, when you came to us, we weren't in a very good spot. You've done a remarkable job to put us in a great place for success moving forward. I know that mightn't sound too good for yourself sitting on the outside, potentially watching that success, but um, I know myself and so many other Titans fans will always remember and, and acknowledge um, the great work that you've done for our club. So really, really appreciate that, mate. Um, and to Des Hasler, my words would be welcome to the club, mate. Rest up for the rest of this year and get ready to rip in for a big 2024. Um, we're excited to move into a, the next chapter. And as Titans fans, um, we respect the decision of our club and we're behind you 100%. And, and it's as simple as that, isn't it, BK? You don't have to be disrespectful to one or the other. You can respect what Justin's done and look forward to the future. And that's the way I view it. And um, yeah, an opportunity for yourself to sign off the show and, and give mention to our new coaches. Yeah, of course. You know, as I said before, much love to Justin. I knew him personally. He was a, a fantastic bloke for this club. And, you know, we had our good moments and we had our bad moments. But the fact of the matter is, is that I believe we'll look back on this and we'll think that it was a necessity. And as Clarky said, it might not sound great for you sitting on the sidelines there, Justin. But, you know, overall, we, we have major love for you. And we think that you were absolutely necessity in getting this club back onto its front foot rather than on its back foot. Again, we won the wooden spoon in 2019. So, you know... Please, to the fans out there, I, I do plead for you to not just, you know, derail Justin Holbrook further than he already has been. Uh, you know, he's he's obviously, he would be going through a tough one right now and, uh, you know, he's not now involved with the club. So, uh, do respect and understand that the decision has been made and look back on it with its positives. Don't look at the negatives, look back on it with its positives and then get excited for our new coach, Des Hasler, as we've given you guys positive belief in in what he can provide and hopefully he can really enforce this club that is so it's just a, a sleeping giant right now I can feel it I know there is a sleeping giant here where they're just waiting to to breach the the barrier and I'm telling you it's going to be it's going to be something to behold and I, I'm really excited to see what Desi Hasler can produce here and I welcome him in uh, with open arms man I'm really really excited to see what that means going forward um, but yeah much love to everybody who, who listens in much love to every single Titans fan out there we know it's tough we know it's confusing we know it's frustrating uh, but again you just need to back in this organization we believe in it myself and Clarky believe in this organization and you guys need to believe in it too you know uh, this is a step in the right direction for what the club believes and the coaching has been a, a conversation for a while now they've made this decision now let's back it let's support it let's get there to the Broncos game on Sunday and let's absolutely get there in two weeks time we play the Broncos this Sunday the Raiders in Canberra next week and then we have the Dolphins at home and that is also uh, the Hampo Cup so we've got the Titans uh, sorry the Tweedhead Seagulls taking on the Redcliffe Dolphins at Seabus 2 which obviously if you know about Liam Hampson rest in peace to the man obviously was involved uh, with our club the Gold Coast Titans the Redcliffe Dolphins and also the Tweedhead Seagulls so we've got also got that on beforehand. Let's pack out the stadium, man, against the Dolphins. You know, let's get the, let's get this club going. Let's get this support going, and let's back them in. So we appreciate you guys. If you're on YouTube, like, like subscribe. If you're on Spotify, we appreciate you, Apple, and uh, we'll see you guys uh, next week on Wednesday for 
uh, the review of the Broncos game and the preview for the Raiders game. All right, guys, go to the Titans. Back them in.